Well, hello and welcome to our Experts in Industry series. I'm David Poirier, the CEO of the Poirier Group. Uh, today, we're joined by Eugene Roman. He's a principal at Design AI Limited and previous CTO at Canadian Tire. Eugene is an AI advisor and senior AI technologist. He also specializes in leading innovation and software development teams. Today, Eugene will be talking us through data security and privacy. And uh, we're delighted to have you with us uh, today, Eugene. Thank you so much for your time. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Design AI and your role there and some of the, the other roles you have on various boards. Sure, thanks, uh, David. Thanks for uh, having me at this session. Um, I, uh, I retired from Canadian Tire uh, December 2018 after 38 years in the business and I, I really wanted to uh, shift into advising companies on the, the artificial intelligence space. Um, nothing artificial about it and, and continued my work that I started Canadian Tire at the Schuller School of Business where I'm an advisor to their masters, new, new masters in AI and business analytics. And I, I, you know, being a young person, I, I witnessed and lived through and helped shape the internet revolution. I didn't want to miss this one where, you know, when you work for one company, you have certain restrictions, especially if you're a senior officer, what you can or can't do. Uh, and I decided to retire and become a free agent. Um, and uh, it's like a hockey player that can shift uh, as they choose to. So uh, Design AI was set up as a small company. It's uh, basically myself as the principal. And my job is to advise companies, and I've advised a number of companies in the last uh, year and a bit on, the, on how to shape their future around cybersecurity as a key area, uh, also using uh, AI, uh, and as well as the, the whole spectrum of AI capability, which we're gonna talk about in a separate session. So uh, I'm also a busy fellow, I'm on a number of boards, I'm on the board of EPAM, on the board of a tier B bank called Community Trust, which is part of Quest Trade, and an advisor to an AI company in New York, no surprise, uh, AI companies called WorkFusion. Um, also on the board of governors of York University. So that's my retirement plan. Um, it's a little busier than I would hope, uh, but I still am able to work less than 40 hours a week, which uh, I never was able to do before. Um, and. Uh, I'm still young enough to, to learn. Uh, I think we never stop learning. And I've had a tremendous this year in this past year. Uh, I was fortunate to be invited to speak at Davos on, on certain matters um, and yeah, cybersecurity was one of them. Uh, so it's, it's who I am. I'm, I'm going to, I think, uh, leave this world busy uh, and that's a good way to be. And uh, technology is my thing. So I really enjoyed my career in technology. And uh, those that know you that are uh, watching this as well know that you've only mentioned about half what you actually do. So uh, tremendously busy and you've done a terrific job as uh, establishing yourself as a, uh, a, a real leader in the, the area of, of AI. And I want to dive into that a little bit now. Um, after COVID, you know, many organizations have been really worried about their trust in third-party providers and how, how do you feel you control managed security and IT outsource services? Well, it's, it's a question uh, of, as, as you say, trust and trust is not easily won. Uh, the, the whole cyber security, uh, cyber threat space 
uh, as we saw as recently as this last weekend when CRA got hit, uh, is a difficult area and will continue to be a difficult area. The thing about um, the, the approach is that a lot of companies and executives and companies uh, don't look at it like insurance. They have to look at it like insurance. If you don't have it, the security in place properly, you will get hit. Mark my words, you can quote me on that. So companies, um, I'll call it cheap out, um, don't bring in the right level of expertise and are not prepared for the attacks when they come. The attacks will come, there's no question. There's not a, not a company that's immune, an organization that's immune, a government that's true. So my approach is very straightforward. You bring in trust, a trusted third party. If you don't know who to trust, it's up to the management team to figure that out. Uh, companies trust accounting firms, and, and that's an industry thing. There are companies that, that can be trusted, and, and without naming companies, we know who they are. And if, if you're unsure, then, you, then you, you call somebody like myself or somebody like Emporia Group and said, who do you trust? It's based on a reference, and that reference matters. And trust is one of those things that uh, it's a combination of trust and expertise. In this area, you have to have deep expertise. You know, when it comes to cyber, cyber defenses, uh, you either have an inclination for it or you don't. Only the paranoid survive. You have to be paranoid about this. And in a number of organizations that I've worked with, and, and the list has, has grown long and has now stopped growing. Now I'm advising. My first question is, is how well protected are you? And the protection changes. It changes not every day, weekly, monthly. And, and you know, nobody in his right mind today would uh, publish their passwords. Yet it happens inadvertently. And that's a simple example. So cybersecurity, cyber defense is an area that we're going to hear a lot about going forward. There are bad actors out there who, who make it their business. They are uber hacks. They are super smart. And they're not nice people. And some of them turn it into a business. So it is what it is. We have to, as, as the, the white knights of the industry, the people, the good guys, if you want to call it that, we have a job to do. And our job is to protect our assets. And so I think uh, picking the right partner Outside your organization is also important. A lot of organizations say, well, I have an IT guy and he's got a hundred jobs and he's good at this. How do you know? You know, uh, you, 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 you can't be that up to date. The problem with uh, cybersecurity is like insurance. People say, well, how much insurance do I need? Now, one of the interesting trends is insurance companies are, are, are insuring for cyber attacks. And uh, it's a good thing because it's waking boards up the fact if you have to insure for 20, 30, 50, 100 million, the first question the insurance company says is, you know, how well protected are you? They're not going to write, write you a policy for 100 million if you're not well protected. Okay. And if the insurance company won't write you a policy, the leadership or the board of the company has, has work to do. Uh, you know, a, a recent newly minted CIO called me up and said, uh, you know, a person that worked with me said, you know, what should I focus on? I said, you should have a complete new job, new company, for top to bottom scrub of your cyber defenses within 30 days. 30 days? Oh, yeah. Because after that, you own it. 
By the way, he did the scrub. He brought in uh, a third party that I had recommended. And they found a few things. And it wasn't life-threatening, but could be. And that's the could be, the possibility. If you have an attack, move. You can't wait. Uh, when you see a threat, this is where the FireEye type organizations and the Mandians come in. They, they see threats and they, they alert and say, this threat's coming. And uh, are you properly prepared? And, and the, the thing about these cyber attacks, it's not just the, you know, and we think there's a human at the end of it. It's a machine attacking you. And these botlets, this is, it's AI that's attacking you. You know, one of the things that I've uh, been working on very carefully is, is um, adaptive intelligence. That's a form of AI, adaptive intelligence to respond to attacks. How does the, the, the cyber shield learn from the attack and modify itself to protect you? It's still early days. Uh, some of it will end up in a product someday soon. But the point being is, is every organization has to adapt, adapt in this world. Challenging times, to, to say the least. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, one of the uh, other speakers that we've had on this uh, Experts of Industry uh, series talked about uh, Darwin's comment that it's, it's not the strongest or the fastest that will survive, but those that best adapt. How adaptive are your providers in time of catastrophic change like the pandemic or, or a ransomware attack? Yeah, well, I think, I think uh, there is enough known knowns uh, that the, the people I work with, um, and it's not a very long list, they know how to respond. One of, the, one of the firms is a big six accounting firm that I've worked with. Uh, we work with them uh, in, in, a, in a couple of companies I've been with. Because uh, they have depth of field to handle, you know, when you get into a multi-billion dollar organization, uh, they have the level of trust that a board needs and assurance. And so, you know, the, the, the large accounting firms have practices. If you're a large corporation, use them. Yes, there's a cost, but it's, it's, it's not large. It's, it's not the cost. Uh, you know, you take your group, you guys are trusted for a good reason. You are trustworthy. And being trustworthy is not that easy to attain. Uh, and, and it's important in cybersecurity to have people that are, that are experts and play the long game. And who also have the courage to say, I don't know, but I'll, I, I'll find the answer or I know who can help. Connecting the dots on cyber defenses is as important as anything. And so this connecting the dots is, is very, very important. I spend most of my time helping co companies connect the dots. And a lot of the tools, unfortunately, that are out there um, are disconnected. Um, and you know, in, if you go back uh, four or five years and even now, Companies get hacked and they don't know they've been hacked. Days go by. The system would alert in 15 minutes because it was a pattern recognition tool set. And it actually had, I'll call it primitive uh, adaptive intelligence built in. And uh, you know, the, the, the one, there's, there's, there's different types of intelligence. The, 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 what, what we used there was what we called ambient intelligence. Ambient intelligence is like the thermostat on your house. Make it smart and you start saving energy because your ambience, ambient state is everything normal. 
No, we have something going on over here. We're not sure what that is. Oh, I'm gonna ignore that. The, and the problem with cybersecurity is a lot of, a lot of CISOs and, and, cyber, and security guys try and do it manually. They're, they're using their eyes. It's three in the morning and you get a little red flag going off and, and the guy's either asleep or on call and that blows up your company. And, and it's that serious. My proudest accomplishment in my, in my career is the system used by the Canadian military and by Canadian embassies. It's still there 20 years later. Never been hacked because it's based on a simple principle. You cannot attack what you can't see. It's a cloaked network. So my, my deep secret to life is I built, you know, I, got, I got it from Star Trek, Klingon cloaking. You know, it's, think, think of a network you can't see. Because too much cyber defenses are visible. How about if you made it invisible? What if that layer seven, and you know, I, I have a nine layer model I use, that layer seven, you can't see anything. And uh, you know, Canadians are particularly vulnerable. Uh, I think Canada uh, is a very vulnerable country, as we've seen, for one reason. We're a peaceful nation. We're, we're good people. We try and help others. And we stand for freedom and, and civil rights. And the bad actors out there say they need to go down. And that's why Canada comes under a lot of attack. Because, you know, people say, well, the world needs more of Canada. And, uh, and we come under attack. This is why the Canadian government's been under attack. This is why National Research Council came under attack. Canadian universities come under attack. And, and, and also, there's a lot of R&D that's happens in Canada that the bad actors want to steal. A lot of cyber attacks are... Sure, ransomware. Some of it is just taking your intellectual property. You know, as was reported on the hacking of Nortel Systems, uh, I was in that scenario. You know, so I'm choosing my words carefully. I did advise that they had a problem, and I was, I was, I was denied. I was told this is not an issue. Well, 15 years later, it's been disclosed it was an issue. We know we saw. I saw it with my own very eyes. Um, companies have to be careful what they do with data that customers entrust with them. And so equally important to securing your, your, your systems is securing your customers' data. Be careful. Uh, get to know Canada's privacy law. The Canadian privacy laws are tough, and they should damn well be tough uh, for good and valid reasons. So, so data privacy, making sure you're not violating, you're not offside, the penalties are severe. The reputational damage is even worse. And, uh, you know, customer trust of data, customers that trust you with their data, you have to be very careful. So that's another area. It's just, it's something that, you know, is part of this. And uh, imagine a, a, taking on a new customer and said, I'd like a, a report on your cyber defenses and your data price. Please provide that. You have 48 hours. Like a lot of guys, I never thought of having to provide a report to a customer. Well, depending on who you're dealing with today, they're asking for that. Everything from security policies, practice, um, how how they handle how you handle threats, the tools, the layers, uh, that's very important, and that's something that uh, I know certainly your firm can help with, and others. Uh, you know, the beauty of your firm is you're small focused, and you and you help people pay attention, and uh, you know you're not going to run their cybersecurity. That's not what's needed here. 
but being able to provide assurance to a customer, a new customer particularly, that you, you will protect their, their information, that you are protected, and that the supplier doesn't become an attack point is a very important set of, set of uh, principles. And those principles, I know uh, your team can, can certainly help with that. Yes, and, and, and we're actually experiencing it as well with some of our clients uh, demanding exactly that, that uh, right. we have robust uh, security. Um, and so we've paid uh, a lot more attention to it than we have in the past. And, you know, if people realized the number of uh, threats and attacks successful or near successful that have really happened uh, out there and are happening on a yeah. minute to minute, hour to hour basis. I think they'd be a lot more concerned about this. It's just for the most part, not mentioned or, or with rare exception uh, in the press. Uh, zero trust is an area that every company has to have both procedurally and processes and, and, and its practices. Uh, and what it means essentially is a lot of cybersecurity is outside in protection. Zero trust means inside out. Uh, you could have a, a summer student, for example, who is uh, using one of your computers and under zero trust, all activity done by that computer is monitored. All activity by your employees is monitored. Any emails going out are monitored. So zero trust is very important. It's a two. It's a two-way street. And and an employee says, "Well, don't you trust me?" No, but I don't trust your computer. And what goes on in in the operating system stack of a computer uh, is 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 dangerous. So I think zero trust is is very important. And the, the architectural change is is such that every employee needs to say, "I will be monitored." And, and if, if it's required, uh, and when it comes to zero trust, I, I don't want to make other people's, well, it's, it's, it's a question of freedom. No, no, it's not a question of freedom. It's a question of safe practice. So safety is important. Zero trust policy should be in every company. And if I was auditing a public company, which I'm not, I'd be looking for that policy if I was the external auditor. Because unless you have zero trust, uh, a public corporation uh, is at risk. And, and risk, it's all about risk management, as you well know. Uh, and, you know, David, the thing I like about you guys is you guys help companies manage risk. And a lot of risk is hidden. If it was visible, we say, okay, I can see it. But when you have hidden or latent risks or nested risks, risks inside of risk, it's, uh, it's really important. Look at look with COVID, you know, uh, we weren't ready. Granted, uh, we are now more ready. There's no such thing as too much data security. I, I, I was an advisor to a company last year and they said, well, well what you're proposing is too much. So let's talk about that. It wasn't the money. It just, well, you know, we got other priorities. Sorry, this is your priority. And when we peeled that onion back, the CEO said to me, I learned something. And, you know, and, and, and because it's, it's not just computers, it's networks, it's Wi-Fi connections, it's laptops, it's smartphones, you know, and don't get me started on bring your own device. You know, uh, the whole industry employees should bring your own device. How are you going to secure that? And co companies that tried that or, or hurt themselves badly. And, uh, you know, the cost of an incident, uh, a minor incident is four to five million bucks. 
major incident like Target, $3 billion US. So it's a variable scale. And, uh, you know, I hope nobody ever has a $3 billion incident, but oh my God, this, this, is, not, uh, this is not pleasant stuff. Eugene, thank you very much for uh, the tremendous insights you've provided. You know, I just wish that executives could spend a little more time realizing the, the depth of risk associated with leaving it status quo. And uh, so I'm going to encourage all of our clients, certainly, uh, to listen to this and understand from your great insights and your leadership in, in this area of cybersecurity. Thank you once again for joining us today. Thank you, David. And, you know, if any of your clients want to have a free consultation, I'm happy to share thoughts. Uh, you know, it's part of my uh, support of to the Canadian economy and it's that important. So thank you. <laughs>